Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Steadfast and Law program. You know, living in Texas, it, this place just has a wealth of history. Uh, just recently, driving down to Port Aransas, uh, we went through Gonzales and we went through Goliad and pulled my wife over and we stopped there at La Bahia and we saw the site where Colonel James Fannin and his men were executed by the Mexicans, some 400. Now, this month is the 200th anniversary of the Texas Rangers, one of the oldest law enforcement agencies in North America. And so I couldn't think of a better person to talk to about this 200th anniversary than former Texas Ranger Joe Davis, who is a fifth-generation Texan and a descendant of George Lamb, who fought and was killed at the Battle of San Jacinto for the independence of Texas. He was accepted into the DPS Academy in February of 1963 and in 1968 was promoted to agent in the DPS Intelligence Service stationed in Houston. He was appointed as a Texas Ranger on the 1st of October, 1969. He is now the past president of the former Texas Rangers Association and current president of the former Texas Rangers Foundation. And we're joined by Joe Davis right now. It's good to see you, Joe. How are you doing? Everything's going well, Alan. Uh, just trying to fight this heat that's in Texas, but we're doing that well. We And uh, having a great summer. In, well, Fredericksburg. Uh, yes, sir. Well, stay inside, drink a lot of tea or lemonade and water, and uh, just stay in the air conditioning. Let's talk That's about right. this month because it was 200 years ago in August of 1823 when Stephen F. Austin called forward for the first 10 Texas Rangers. You having served as a Texas Ranger, what does this mean for you? Well, you know, Stephen F. Austin, of course, is known as the father of Texas, and uh, he brought the first colonists into Texas in about 1821. And then, of course, uh, by 1823, he saw a need to protect them, and and that need was uh, fulfilled by 10 men that he hired, became known as Rangers, and their job was to uh, protect the uh, settlers that he brought in. And Little did he probably know at that time when he hired the first ten that they'd be around for the next 200 years. And uh, as a young man growing up, young boy growing up here in Texas and, and all, I've, I've become kind of fascinated with the history of Texas and the history of the Rangers. And so growing up, uh, I made a commitment that one day I'd like to be a Texas Ranger. 
You know, the interesting thing when you think about the state of Texas, before there was the Republic of Texas, before there was the state of Texas, there were Texas Rangers. So they were there guarding something that had not yet come into its full fulfillment. So you have been the past president of the former Texas Rangers Association, and that's an organization that was founded in 1897. So it's about 125 or plus years of age. And now you're the president of the former Texas Ranger Foundation. And that's been around for over 50 years. So you're kind of a keeper of an incredible legacy. What does that mean for you to be the, the, the guardian of that Texas Ranger folklore and that legacy? Well, of course, uh, Growing up, and as I said, and then actually becoming a Texas Ranger, uh, it's been a part of my life. Actually, I guess since I was about 14, uh, when I first wrote that letter to Colonel Garrison, who was then chief of the Texas Rangers, uh, inquiring about the Texas Rangers, and he sent me a badge, which I have still have, and it's hanging in my office. So they've been a part of my life, I guess, since I was 14, and and uh, being a native Texan and uh, in the background of the history of my family, it really means a lot to uh, be able to be in a part of this great history of this state. Uh, I thank God every day that I was born in this state and uh, and was able to serve as a ranger and uh, be a part of that history and continue to do so today. So what are some of the events that the former Texas Ranger Foundation has planned for this 200th anniversary? Uh, and can the public come down and, and participate and be a part of some of these celebrations there in Fredericksburg? Yeah, we actually are having an event this weekend called Celebrate Texas uh, that we were due to have back in March. Uh, mm -hmm. But because of a storm that came through, we had to cancel it. And so it's coming together this weekend uh it, it'll begin friday at our texas ranger heritage center with a play uh on captain uh, bill mcdonald mm -hmm. a well-known early ranger who actually uh is responsible for coining the phrase one right one ranger and uh wide earp who is actually uh Pardon me on that. No problem. And uh, Wyatt Earp, who was actually uh, a descendant of the real Wyatt Earp, an actor from Tombstone, will be in Friday night playing a one-man play honoring uh, Texas Ranger Bill McDonald. So uh, it's been uh, uh, starting with that event. And then uh, Saturday, we have an all-day event beginning at 9 a.m. We'll have some Indians camped out on the ground, some ranger camps. Uh, we'll have some entertainment here for them to be swearing in kids that come to the event. Uh, they'll be swore in as junior rangers and receive a junior ranger Texas ranger badge. And so it's going to be a great day honoring the 200th anniversary with uh, different ones participating. Uh, the mayor of Fredericksburg's coming over and reading a proclamation uh, about the, uh, uh, designating that day, Texas Ranger Day here in Fredericksburg. 
Now, a lot of people have come to know Fredericksburg as being this, you know, wine central location, wine capital of Texas. But when you think about the history that is there and the former Texas Ranger Foundation and the, uh, the Ranger Heritage Center that is there and also Fort Martin Scott, can you tell people a little bit more about Fort Martin Scott, which is one of the oldest uh, forts uh, east, of, I mean, west of the Mississippi River? Yeah, of course, our heritage center is uh, right here in Fredericksburg as you enter the city limits, and we adjoin Fort Martin Scott. Uh, so uh, Fort Martin Scott was actually the first fort built out west to protect this area from the Indians. Right after Texas became a state uh, and the United States, uh, they sent federal troops down here, and they needed a, a place for them, and uh, so... Uh, Fort Martin Scott was uh, in the area that where the settlers were f farming here at, at the time. Had been here a couple of years, so they decided to build the first fort, which became Fort Martin Scott in Fredericksburg. Uh, the Rangers had a lot to do with this area too. At the same time, as Captain Jack Hayes, a early well-known Ranger, patrolled up this area. He followed what was known as the Penta Trail. That had been in existence for a hundred years that came out of San Antonio and run up the direction west, northwest, and it was made actually by the Indians that they traveled back and forth on. And it became a trail that used by the settlers and the rangers. So uh, Fort Martin Scott uh, is a big uh, historical monument here in uh, Fredericksburg being the first fort built out west. And we're uh, part of that history because of the rangers that camped in the area, like Jack Hayes and others, during that time it was in existence. Now, not too far away from the Heritage Center and Fort Martin Scott, you got a couple of ranger uh, engagement areas where they had some skirmishes with the uh, local, the Comanches there. One of them is Enchanted Rock, and I think that's where Captain Hayes kind of uh, became part of the Texas Ranger folklore. Yeah, uh, Enchanted Rock is uh, just a few miles northwest of Fredericksburg. It's a 640-acre granite mountain. It was actually, uh, the Indians uh, used it and uh, thought it was uh, uh, a monument that they uh, was very sacred to them. So uh, Captain Hayes, of course, was out in this area uh, patrolling and uh got in the area of Enchanted Rock and was camped out there. And, and uh, one day he went up to observe uh, the area from that rock and uh, was surrounded by some Indians and actually had an Indian battle up there. And and uh, his men who were camped down below heard the shooting and uh, uh, came to his rescue. But that's just a few miles uh, northwest of here. And it's still in existence. It's now a state park where people can actually come up there and climb the mountain and observe the same thing that Captain Hayes observed when he was up there on Enchanted Rock. So the unique thing about, you know, the Texas Rangers Heritage Center there in Fredericksburg is that you are actually on the ground where the Rangers had an outpost, the Rangers stayed, the Rangers patrolled, and there was a Ranger engagement there. And there was another, I think it's the Battle of Walker's Creek that's not too far away either. 
Right, Battle of Walker Creek was uh, Jack Hayes again, which is just south of here, uh, located uh, basically between Fredericksburg and the city of Bernie. And uh, uh, Captain Hayes had just got some revolvers uh, from the Texas Navy, and uh, they were five-shot revolvers known as the Patterson, the first mm -hmm. revolver made by Cold Factory. And he just issued his men a pair of those revolvers, and uh, each one of them carried five shots, so they had ten shots before they had to reload. Mm -hmm. And while they were patrolling out here south of Fredericksburg, uh, they spotted a group of Indians, and, they, and an engagement uh, occurred with the Indians. And actually, uh, the historians will tell you that those revolvers was like almost uh, the atomic bomb when it came to battle <laughs> yeah. that much because uh, the Indians wasn't expecting that. They were used to the Rangers firing one shot from their muskets or their uh, pistols that they carried and then had to reload. And it's actually uh, surprised the Indians and uh, they, they were badly defeated that day at that battle because of the new Patterson revolver that Jack Hayes and his men were carrying. Let's talk about your vision for phase two of the Texas Rangers Heritage Center there. Phase one has been completed. You got the beautiful pavilion. You got the amphitheater that is there, the, uh, you know, generational ranger statue. And, of course, the the star that has the ranger uh, character characteristics and traits. What's that vision for that phase two uh, that you want to bring to Fredericksburg? Yeah, that phase two is actually uh, going to be a unique uh, state-of-the-art uh, facility. It's going to be more than a museum. Uh, when you come to this facility, you'll not only uh, see the artifacts, you'll also learn the history as you go through there. You'll actually, uh, the uh, museum will be divided into, uh, 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 as you enter a theater to, and a ranger will actually come out as if he's there in person on his horse and tell you about what your fiction to observe as you go through. There'll be five galleries as you after you leave the theater, and it'll start with actually Austin hiring the first ten rangers, and you'll be there as if you were actually there uh, as it occurred. Then you'll go into gallery number two, and you'll actually be in the city of Gonzales. This was when the uh, Alamo was being fought and uh, a writer comes in to the city of Gonzales with a letter from Travis uh, saying that he's surrounded and uh, mm -hmm. needing help. And in that particular gallery, you'll see uh, a mounted ranger group from Gonzales that was just formed. And after the letter is read, the captain of that group will tell him to mount up. We need to go to the Alamo. Well, that particular group it was the only group that uh, made it into the Alamo. Mm -hmm. They knew when they left Gonzales, they may not get out of there. And they actually uh, lost their lives, 32 of them, in the Alamo that day. They're known now in Texas history as the Immortal 32. So that's going to be part of it. And you, you travel on through there you'll as history progresses, and you'll see an outlaw named... John Wesley Harden, one of the most notorious outlaws in the state that was responsible for killing over 30 men and the Rangers got on his trail and ended up 
following him all the way to Florida where they arrested him and brought him back. And you'll actually be in the train station where he was captured and learn that part of the history. And he goes on uh, to uh, uh, the modern day ranger and what he does today and how many they are. And you'll learn the history of them. And then as you leave that area, you'll go out to uh, what we call the Hall of Honor where different rangers and they're recognized uh, in that Hall of Honor. Men like... uh, uh, Sullivan Ross, who later in life uh, became uh, president of Texas A&M University. He was governor of the state of Texas. Uh, Tom Frost, who uh, was a ranger captain before he formed Frost Bank in San Antonio. Men that not only were rangers, but after their ranger career, they, they uh, got involved in Texas and built Texas, uh, what it is today and what people know about it a lot of them serving in the Rangers and you'll learn that as you exit, uh, at, uh, Ranger, uh, hall of honor, the many men that, mm-hmm. that, uh, did that as well as Rangers that served like in my time period and afterward. You know, and we can't forget, uh, Frank Hamer and what he did and bringing, uh, justice to Bonnie and Clyde, you know, tracking them down. And the unique thing about the galleries that you have set up there in the phase two of the Texas Ranger Heritage Center is broken down based upon the Texas Ranger characteristics and values, which are courage, determination, dedication, respect, and integrity. And I think that if there's anything that our young people need today, it's a lesson in those five Texas Rangers values. And that's why it's so important that we get this phase two completed. How can people support uh, the former Texas Rangers Foundation in getting that uh, phase two uh, started and completing? Well, we have several ways, Alan, that you can do that. Uh, through the former Texas Ranger Foundation, which I'm currently the president of, mm-hmm. uh, one of the easiest ways is to get involved with us uh, through our membership program. Uh, you can go to our website or call our office and when we formed the foundation, it's uh, we have a board of directors that uh, serve it. And, uh, and when we first formed it, we formed a membership where you could join up a tax-deductible donation. And you in, in that membership, uh, you receive a certificate uh, naming you a uh, member of the Farmer Texas Ranger Foundation. You join at various ranks from private to major like in the Texas Ranger Service, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's uh, one way you can do it. Other ways, uh, we have uh, different areas in the museum uh, that you can uh, uh, join and uh, uh, put your name on uh, maybe a, a place there that uh, you can uh, like it, uh, maybe uh, in the museum, a certain display uh, that... Uh, you can uh, uh, donate to and have it named after you or a member of your family. So many different ways out there that we raise money through various donations, which are all tax deductible. And uh, just like that membership, uh, if you become a member, your name will go on the wall uh, in that facility as you enter in the uh, museum uh, into the lobby area to show that you were part of this and uh, so every day we're uh, out there uh, uh, looking to get this thing finished and uh, 
uh, it's going to take everybody that's a part of uh, this state and outside this state uh, that to make this uh, to complete it. And uh, so we're looking for those donors out there to, and we're anxious to finish it because, as I said, it's more than a museum. Right now, even in phase one, we're having uh, school kids and kids come out. And you know what's going on in our country today? It's very important that people know about where they came from and how fortunate they are to be a part of this country and this state. And our objective is to make these young kids better citizens through those ranger traits you just talked about. And we want them to know you only have one chance in life. And you can either be somebody or uh, and uh, be a responsible citizen, and you don't want to mess that up. And you don't want a ranger on your trail. So <laughs> we try to encourage you. these kids through this program to be a leader, not a follower, uh, be a part of what the ranger tradition is all about and be a good citizen and uh, uh, make your life complete because there's only one opportunity. You know, my favorite uh, Texas Ranger quote does come from Captain Bill McDonald. And I'm sure that uh, it may be recited during the play this weekend. And that is a man in the wrong can't stand up against a man in the right that just keeps a coming. And that's about persistence. That puts it all in perspective, and uh, and it's a true statement. And that's one of the statements, actually, that Captain Bill McDonald made. And mm-hmm. The Ranger were honoring Friday night here, as well as one right, one Ranger. And if you think about it, you know, the Ranger, that's their job, and and that's basically law enforcement. To, uh, to If a man has done wrong, he owes it to society to pay for that wrong, and that's why we have law enforcement. But... Uh, and that's why we try to encourage these young kids because you have to get them at an early age. There's so much out there today uh, that w- wasn't out there when I was growing up. That, mm-hmm. And they really have a lot of uh, uh, things that were presented to them growing up and uh, today with uh, the narcotic problem and other issues out there. Uh, they really need uh, this training early. And that's what we're really trying to do at this facility because if you uh, learn that and uh, and 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 that's what the ranger's all about it's not that he's out there trying to arrest people he's out there to prevent all this crime and uh, and to try to tell people to what to do and, and to do right and if you prevent and if you do prevent do do the crime he is there to see that you to be punished and so uh, the ranger has been a big part of this state from the very beginning. Uh, he's still a big part of it. He was an Indian fighter at the earliest stages and then got turned into law enforcement after that was finished. And he's still out there today wearing that white hat, uh, trying to uh, do what he's always done, and that's to protect the people of this state. You know, what would you consider your most memorable moment as a Texas Ranger? Well, I had a lot of good moments. You know, as a Ranger, you get involved in a lot of different activities, not only in the criminal investigation, but with a lot of people you deal with, from presidents and governors Mm -hmm. I've been with. uh, And it's been an honor to meet a lot of those and uh, to... uh, be involved with some of those, uh, 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 some of the crimes that I had to investigate uh, were 
pretty terrible crimes that uh, happened out there that brought a lot of public attention. But the main part of it was that as a whole, uh, not one incident, but the whole picture of being a ranger at my part was uh, just getting up every morning, uh, knowing I was going to go out there to put on that Cinco Peso badge as a Texas Ranger and carry the traditions that the earlier Rangers had. Because, you know, when you put on that badge, Alan, uh, you're putting on a lot of history. Uh, and when you receive that badge, uh, uh, it's your duty then to keep up that tradition and to honor that badge and what it stands for. And so uh, I, every day I got up, that was my intention to not let that badge be tarnished, to go out and do the job that the ones before me did. So my whole career, to me, was what I uh, always thought it would be as a young man growing up. And it was a great honor to wear that badge and to serve the people of this state. Protect and serve. In our final moments, tell us about the former Texas Ranger Foundation Gala that's going to be coming up in November down in Kerrville, Texas, down in Hill Country. Yeah, that's a big, uh, one of our big fundraisers. That's how, as you said, people can really get involved with us. And it's a great event. Uh, it'll be November uh, 3rd and 4th in Kerrville this year. Uh, it starts out on Friday night where we honor uh, our members and the Rangers and our volunteers. And we have some entertainment. And then Saturday night is the big night. Uh, we'll have a sit-down dinner and and a live and silent auction. Uh, then we'll have some entertainment. This year, uh, we're going to really have some great entertainment. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, George Strait's son, Bubba Strait, mm. and uh, Ace and the whole band that uh, uh, George Strait plays in. Uh, he's up. And uh, we'll have Rangers there and, and our members and descendants of Rangers that uh, uh, be there and uh, it'll be a great night, and so I encourage you, if you're interested in being a part of that, go on our website. The information will be there. We'll be, uh, uh, you can already make reservations there by calling the end of the hills in Kerrville, uh, and we'll be sending out uh, invitations. And so if you want to come and you haven't been there before, be sure and call our office. Get on our invitation list. And, and go to our website. Our website is www.trhc.org. That's Texas Ranger Heritage Center.org. Or our phone number, 830-990-2262. All right. November the 3rd and the 4th down in Kerrville, Texas, end of the hills for the former Texas Ranger Foundation Gala uh, Bubba Strait and his uh, Ace and the Whole Band is going to be there, and it's just a great celebration. And it'll be a great way to close out this year, which is the 200th anniversary of some incredible men and women now, the uh, Texas Rangers. So, again, please, folks, go by Fredericksburg, Texas. Drop in and see Joe Davis at the former Texas Ranger Foundation. Drop in to the Texas Rangers Heritage Center. And wherever you are in the world, uh, support this organization. Like I said, older than the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, 
the Texas Rangers are older. The oldest law enforcement agency in North America, 200 years this year. And we want to thank you, Joe Davis, for being part of that incredible legacy. And may God be with you. And thank you for being with us on Steadfast and Loyal. Thank you, Alan. And uh, it's been a real pleasure being with you. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us on this episode of Steadfast and Loyal. Very special thanks to Ranger Joe Davis, not just for what he is doing now, but for all the years of service that he has given to the great state of Texas and to the United States of America. If you like this podcast, please click that like button and share it. If you like this program, please click the like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.